I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Oh, we back. Welcome back, y'all, to the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast Show. This is Sir Evans, your host for the day, and your host always. It's good to have y'all back. Welcome back to another episode. Oh, man. We almost out the woods. It's been a... Um, I don't know if y'all been around for 2020, but you know, it's been a little interesting around here, you know, and um, with, the, with the quarantine and, and, and the CO walking around the yard, you know, CO had the yard closed down. So, you know, we had that lockdown, them eight by eights, you know, doing pushups all day. That's all we could do, you know, put a little something on the books and we go, you know, <laughs> but one thing I will say that I think that um, I received during this time was peace. I received some peace. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't, me personally, I got a little recipe that I do for my peace. You know, I turn to the Lord for my peace. You know, I don't go too too much ratchetness to get my peace. You know, I got a nice little relationship with peace. And throughout this quiet time, you know, I was able to do some reflection and really just slow down a little bit. And really just enjoy the the pace that was placed upon us. Because it wasn't an option. I really didn't get an option. If it was if it was probably up to me, I'd probably be doing 10, 20 different things every day during the during while CO had the yard on smash. But that wasn't an option. So you had to really embrace the pace. You know. And um that's kind of what we, what I wanted to, the one that kind of stood out to me today, the morning motivation message that stood out today, which is not too old, which is really based around peace. You know, I don't want to waste too much time on this one because I, I, this is a good one here. And, um, I want to kind of jump right into this one here, y'all. So motivate morning motivation for the day. As usual, text motivate me to 31996. If you know anybody in need of motivation, inspiration, and empowerment, the messages are interactive. So if you respond, I will respond back. And we'll keep it like that. Also, it's been going on for a couple years now. So I'm, I'm very blessed and very um, appreciative to be doing life with everybody who's a part of the Morning Motivation thread. Um, it's, it's also been a way of me to kind of stay in contact with those that I normally wouldn't be able to stay in contact with because each message, I'm just a middleman for the messages. However, I am blessed to be able to share those messages uh, with you guys. So I always ask to kind of highlight memorable morning motivations that stood out to you that you would want to kind of hear more about or, or us to dive more into. So Without further ado, here's the morning motivation message for today. I scrolled past yet another post on social media recently that left me with a desire to troll (laughs) the one who posted it, but I resisted. Yet I did decide to share it with y'all. The post stated, 
If it costs you your peace, then it's too expensive. Listen, y'all. Peace is not free. Peace is not something that you're entitled to when you live in a world that is overwritten by air, turmoil, and death. Peace is something that is obtained through an expense that the more it costs you to obtain it, the greater you actually appreciate the peace once it's purchased. The price is so high that the quote negates the fact that in order to even know if it costs you your peace, then it's too expensive, then you probably already paid the price to even come up to such a conclusion. Such a quote is misleading. It's like, it's like a get-rich-quick scheme that implies that fruits are obtainable without the labor. Of course, we don't want to constantly put our peace on the line in exchange for chaos, but be mindful that sometimes if it costs you your peace, it's simply a priceless purchase that will make you have a greater appreciation for peace in the end. So, the first thing out the gate is what is peace? What is peace, ladies and gentlemen? I'm not talking about... I ain't even going to go into that. What is peace? Peace is not the absence of trouble or adversity. First of all, the game. Like, peace doesn't mean that ain't no worries. I ain't no worries in the world. Ain't no troubles around. Ain't no smoke. We got clear skies. Everything is Gucci. That's not what peace means. Peace is not the absence of trouble or adversity but it's a sense of confidence and faith in overcoming the outcome. Peace is being in a peace is being in Spain running with the bulls. <laughs> peace is being in Spain running with the bulls and all the bulls is looking at you and coming your way and you got a peace because you know exactly which way you're going to go and if you don't then you know that you're going to turn into gas and you just going to blow right through the bulls unbelievable of course but peace is that tranquility through the storm peace is being outside while it's raining and not worried about really getting too wet because you got an umbrella and a raincoat on yeah it's raining yeah it's an ugly day yeah it's gloomy but peace is that confidence through the storm, okay? Peace is a settling of the mind. You know, it's like it's like when you're making up your bed. You ever make up your bed and you see that sheet go up in the air? You know what I mean? And you gotta you gotta you gotta flip it a couple times until the sheet is smooth on the bed. Peace is the settling of the sheet on your bed. That's peace. It's settled. You know what I mean? There's a certain settling that comes with peace. Peace is that sheet. Peace is a manifestation and a byproduct of faith in Christ. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Drop the mic. Yeah, I said it. Peace is a manifestation and a byproduct of faith in Christ. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. If you don't believe me, you ain't got to take my word for it. It's in a book, like Lamar Burton used to say. It's in a book. Don't take my word for it. Galatians 5.22. It's right there. It's a fruit of the spirit. It is a byproduct. Fruit endures a process to be produced. 
Listen, I'm going to go into that in a little bit, but I want you to put a pin in that one right there. Fruit endures a process. Fruit just don't, that fruit you got in your kitchen, that fruit you got in your juice, it didn't just pop up fruit. It didn't just say, hey, I'm fruit. I'm here to be squeezed. I'm here to be consumed. Fruit had a process. But I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Because right now I'm talking about what is peace. But just keep it in your mind that peace is a fruit. Peace is a parent of joy. Not happiness. Now I'm going to talk about this in another episode. But I want to repeat that. Peace is a parent of joy. Not happiness. Just to give you a little overview what the difference is. Joy is internal. Joy is something soulful. Joy is something that's caused by an elation of a moment. Happiness is is attached to self-pleasure. Happiness is something that's externally triggered. You never hear somebody say, oh, you make me so joyful. Unless they connecting it with a spiritual power. You never say, oh my God, you know what? My wife, she makes me so joyful. Nobody says that. Oh, you know what, girl? He makes me so joyful. Nobody says that. It's not a thing. They say they make me happy. Work makes me happy. You know, this new job makes me happy. You know, I'm not happy at my job. Nobody ever says, you know, I'm not joyful at my job. Nobody says that. Nobody says this new this or this new that or this situation externally from me makes me joyful. They say they always or typically attach it with happy. So let's distinguish that difference because a lot of times when you get somebody like me who's always wanting you to find the joy in a situation, a lot of times it's, 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 it's misconstrued with you want me to be happy in the midst of a storm. Now, that's not what I'm telling you, and that's not what I'm advocating because, of course, it ain't happy when somebody dies. How am I supposed to find that? Now, I'm a weirdo. I can't find a little bit of happiness and joy in knowing that somebody who passed away is in a much better place than I am, and I'm trying to get where they at, but... I'm not going to be ecstatically happy about it. I can find some joy in the situation. But I'm not going to be ecstatically happy. So, I'm going to say that for another episode. But I do want to reiterate that peace is a parent of joy. Not happiness. Which kind of brings us right back to the message and the meme that I saw that had me send the morning motivation to y'all that may, that y'all wanted to respond back and get a little bit on peace is something what let me let me read it again let me read it again if it costs you your peace then it's too expensive well how did you get your peace okay so so let's let's really break this down cuz i know somebody listening to this agrees with that statement so how did you get your peace i i got to know i want to know how you got your peace because a part of you getting your peace came at an expense. Okay. Let's use the fruit. Let's go into the fruit. Where's the work at? You got that piece, right? You got that piece of that fruit. Okay. So there's a garden like that quote saying that, that it costs you your hat. You know, if it is too expensive, 
where's the work that went into the to get in the piece you had to go through some ordeal you were in that garden you had to plant that seed you had to water that seed you had to hope that the sun shined on your seed so that it could grow because peace just didn't grow peace had to be worked at it had to be watered the sun had to hit it you had to you had to hold that dirt these things had to be a factor and then you look and pfft, it's some animals out there eating up your piece <laughs> it's something in your garden eating up your piece you got pestilence working to eat your piece you got gophers out there trying to eat your fruit you got so many animals, so many outside forces working to eat the crops that you are trying to get, and they ain't even out the ground good yet. Yet, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. So I guess if that's the case, then I shouldn't even farm. I shouldn't even I shouldn't even put the seeds down. Because technically, I got to buy something to keep these insects off of my crops. I have to invest in something to keep the animals off of my crops. So what am I what 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 am I to do? Am I not to invest? Am I not to pursue? Am I not to reap? Am I not to sow? I've come to a conclusion. I've come to a conclusion. Well, I've come to a couple conclusions. First of all, I have come to the conclusion that the most valuable things in life are the most helpless. I'm going to say that again. The most valuable things in life are the most helpless. They are the things that you must protect because they cannot protect themselves. Peace is on the list. Let's take, let's take, let's take a painting, for example. And I ain't talking about, you know, God bless you, your little baby's painting that they put up on your refrigerator. And some of y'all might can use this as an example. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about an expensive painting. I'm talking about something, something that costs you a couple dollars. Now, that painting is going to have to require some upkeep. Which brings me to my second thing that I've learned. Anything of value comes with a cost to upkeep. Now that painting, now here's the thing about a painting. You can't just approach a, a painting with the same method that you would approach cleaning off your 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 dining room table or or cleaning your mirrors in your bathroom or or, or or disinfecting the walls or something like that. For one, you can't put the same type of chemicals on a painting that you would put on your tables or your mirrors. You'd be stupid to do so. You gotta you gotta dust them. You gotta dust them paintings. You have to treat them with a certain level of delicacy. If not, you're damaging, you're putting the painting at risk. My brother, he went to Comic-Con a couple years ago, maybe almost 10 years ago. And when he went, he brought me back this collector's uh, transformer. Okay. And it, my brother got it for me, so it's special in that regard. But I know how he is, and I know how I was growing up when it came to toys. 
and comic books. So one thing I know, you don't take the toy out of the box at this age. I'm grown when I got this, so I ain't about to play with it anyways. It's a collector. So I know you keep the box in good condition. How do you keep the box in good condition? You take it out of bad situations. You don't put it into bad situations. However, I have had to move in the process. So was me moving too much? Like I'm putting this into risk. I got to move this thing. I got to pack it. Is that costing me too much? Should I not even move? Should I stay in the same place that I've been at simply because I don't want to take extra precautions to make sure that it is wrapped, that it is separated to itself to make sure it is safe? Sounds a little silly to me. But not only am I having to make sure that I'm putting it into a safe situation, I also have to make sure that I'm keeping it out of direct light because direct sunlight will fade the box. It's going to do the same thing with that painting. I've collected comic books. I have comic books that I've had since I was a kid. These comic books never see the light of day. I take them out every blue moon just to make sure they're still good. But I keep them in the dark. I keep them in the dark because that preserves them. That way, they continue to gain their value. They continue to be well upkept. And any maintenance that's done is done. I'll give you another example. I've been hunting for a new car. I'm online. I show my wife this car, right? It's a Porsche Panorama. 2010 Panorama. Yeah, I take it. It's a little old, but it's a Porsche and it's clean. And it was probably about $12,000. I show my wife this car. I say, hey, look, babe, I want this Porsche. It's only $12,000. She say, yeah, it's a nice car, beautiful car. Not right now. I say, why? We can afford a $12,000 car. She say, but you can't afford the upkeep. You can't afford the oil changes. What if the car breaks down? What if this happens? What if that happens? You know what I mean? So in that situation, you can't afford the upkeep. You can't afford the car. So if you can't afford the upkeep on your piece, you also need to ask yourself, can you afford to have it right now? Perhaps your situation that you're in involves you cutting down on some of the chaoticness that's in your life before you can feel as though I deserve some peace right now. You got too much going on. You get some peace in your life, you're not going to do nothing but mess it up because you have entirely too many chaotic factors going on that need to be taken care of. You can't afford that piece right now. That piece is too expensive for you. You need to cut it. And let's take it back to the fruit concept because typically in a situation like this, if that fruit, and I'm using this as a fruit of the spirit, if it's too expensive for you right now, if it's, if it's something that is too unmanageable, then you have to really take a look at what type of fruit you actually are producing. Because you may be in a situation where the reason why that fruit is too much for you to manage is because you've been managing too much of the wrong fruit. Your garden is all out of whack. You got poisonous berries all up in your garden, weeds all up in your garden, and here you go, 
trying to bring a good, healthy, vibrant fruit into your garden and there's everything around it that's looking to kill it out, choke it out, it doesn't stand a chance. You know what I mean? Everybody don't got bad credit. Everybody not broke. So if you really look at it from a credit standpoint, a lot of people could go out and get a Maybach tomorrow. A lot of people could go out and get a Maserati tomorrow. Maserati's not that expensive. Don't get it twisted. A lot of people go out and get a fine car, but can you keep up with the maintenance of the car? Can you maintain the maintenance and the upkeep? Because if you can't manage that, then it's too expensive for you. Hence the quote. It's not so much that the pe- if, if it costs you your piece, then it's too expensive. Perhaps also you're in a situation right now where everything around you is already too expensive and you need to kind of cut some of that as well. Because that piece that you got, it got a price tag on it. It's going to cost you a little something, something. What have you learned from your pursuit of peace? Because along your journey, we, we've all learned something. There comes a certain point of age. I think at a certain age, you really don't care about peace. You know, there's a certain youth and vibrantness that's really like, I'm really not checking for peace. I kind of just want everything, but I'm really just trying to get into what I can get into. But there becomes a point where it's like, I just want some peace. And when you get to that point, it's because your account has been full of expenses that have granted you the the money to purchase that peace. You ain't just get to the point where it's like, all I want is peace right now without going through some expenses, without going through some taxing situations. It just doesn't happen that way. Because if that's the case, what do you need peace for? You don't have an appreciation for it. If you want peace in a situation like that, it's just because somebody else mentioned to you. It's like, hmm, that sounds good. And even at that situation, you're not going to keep it because you don't know the value of it. You don't know the appreciation of it. You don't know what it costs to keep it because you didn't know what it took to get it. So you got to look at your own journey because everybody has their own journey on what you've learned in your pursuit of that peace. What have you spent on peace thus far? What has been the price of your peace? What has been the price of your peace? Like what what have you had to cut out? What do you need to cut out? What's in your like what type of garden you got? You know what I mean? Like this is the fruit we discussing today. What type of things do you got in that garden that's contributing to the growth of your peace? Or are choking it out. When I was younger, my brother and I, we used to go out and we used to um, we used to prepare my mother's garden in our yard. So we had to go out there. We had to break out the holes, um, and we'll we'll break up the dirt. We'll break up the the dirt in the yard. Um, you know, rake over, kind of just make sure it was it was soft, um, so that when she came out there and she planted those seeds, the weeds were pulled. And the dirt was ready because if the weeds aren't pulled when we went out there, it really didn't make a difference what she planted because the weeds weren't going to do anything but but kill the kill the seeds. 
overgrow them. And when you first growing something, I don't know if any if you guys have done gardening or even seen crops in the beginning stages. When you look at a field of new things, unless you're like a farmer who knows exactly what to look for, for the most part, weeds and new crops look a lot alike. A new crop and a new weed look a lot alike on the surface level. When they first start to bud out of the ground and you see that first that first green pop out of the dirt, it looks like a weed. So if you didn't do a good job getting the weeds out of there before you start trying to lay down these seeds, then you don't stand a chance. Not to mention all of your attempts of growing growing fruit or producing this fruit, not all of them are going to be successful. Some of the seeds you might not have planted deep enough. Some of the seeds are right on the top. Birds just going to come through and swoop them up. Some of them the animals going to come through and eat crops. Some of them the weeds going to get because some of them you might not have dug in deep enough to get the weeds out of there. There isn't a perfect garden. There isn't a perfect person. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the simple of it. It's the facts of life. You know what I mean? But you got to take a look at your garden because a lot of times we want one good fruit in there, which in this situation we're talking about peace, yet we got so much stuff going on in the garden that has nothing to do with peace, Has is completely counterproductive to that crop being, being, being successful at growing. And we sitting here with a sloppy, messed up garden wondering if anything costs me my peace, it's too expensive. Look, what you your garden already is costing you too much. Because it's it's a fact that that peace is going to cost you. It comes at a cost. And if we really want to get biblical about the situation, that reconciliation came with a cost. So if it's a byproduct of that spirit, it already came with a cost that you will never be able to repay. But to to say that it didn't come with a cost is just it's counterproductive. It comes with a cost each day. It comes with a cost because everything out there is working against you. Everything out there is working against you, the seen and the unseen. You're working against realms that you can't even see that are that are after your crops. Because peace is not a physical manifestation. Yes, you can look peaceful on the outside, but you can still be having a chaotic mind state on the inside. Peace is not a physical thing that you can go into the store and purchase for $5.99. It's not a physical purchase. So, of course, you have things that are not physical that are interfering with it. Nobody ever has a problem picking up their cell phone and texting and worrying about if the text is going to go through. Nobody has a problem picking up their phone, making a phone call, wondering if it goes through. Nobody ever has a problem hopping on Wi-Fi, hopping online and wondering if that data is going to be communicated so that they can access the web page that they're trying to access. Because we know somewhere in our mind that there's signals that are being communicated from device to device that we cannot see that are transferring these messages. Yet for some reason, when it comes to things like this, we feel as though we should not be mindful of the things that we can't see 
that interfere or contribute to their benefit or their demise. You know what I mean? So we got to cut out the ignorance and we've really got to, we've really got to put on our thinking caps about these situations. And what is peace to you? What does it look like? What is your peace? Yeah, I'm on one today. I'm feeling the juice. Because when I think about this 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 thing, it's it's really something that it's 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 a sense of entitlement to something that's that's not just given to us. You're not gonna walk around here with peace and life is good. Like life is straight. There's no worries. There's no problem. Well, let me rewind that. There's no there's no stressing over what's worrying you. Peace is that tranquility. You know what? I know this is going on. I know this is going on. But I'm going to be just fine. I know that this situation, I can find an angle in this that can be beneficial. You know, some rain clouds, some clouds, it's a lot harder to find a silver lining in than it is for others. Some of them, it just jumps right out. And I've seen some pretty dark days. And I think these dark days are kind of what helped me, you know, they are, they were my practice grounds for how to spot a silver lining in a cloud that you wouldn't think has a silver lining. And I think there is a little bit of, of, conditioning that must be uh, implemented. There's a certain level of reconditioning to your brain that must be implemented in order for these thoughts to, to be more effective for you. I'm going to give you an example. My mother passed away. When my mother passed away, I could have thought about so many things, so many perspectives. Why, Lord? Why you do this? I'm pissed off. What's this about? What I'm supposed to do now? How's she going to see me get married? How's she going to see my kids? This ain't fair. This is this. This is that. I could have wrote a book and titled it, God, I'm pissed off. I could have wrote a book on it. But something in me, the spirit in me, I'm not going to say something in me, the spirit in me within 24 hours of my mother passing found peace. Yes, I was still struggling inside. Absolutely. But there was a peace that I had to keep finding my way back to that my mother was in a better place than here. Than here. And that peace was like a horse on a racetrack that has garters on his eyes. But I'm not a horse. And my head swivels because that's what humans have. We have, we're higher on the totem pole. So we have a little more things that we got to battle against. But when I would turn to the left or I would turn to the right, that peaceful thought is what kept me centered. When my sister passed, I didn't really have peace. You know, I didn't have that same peace. I was pissed off. I was tired of peace. 
hence kind of going back to that same situation I said earlier where peace comes at an expense of what you've been through. So at that point, I was like, I've seen peace, don't want it, you can have it back, I'm cool, I'm going somewhere else. You know what I mean? But when my father passed, that was probably the most peace I had had from losing somebody so close. And it was developed from being able to look back at the accounts that I had charged to my account in which I had peace and which I did not. So therefore, I was able to find peace in application. I was able to find peace in those previous experience and applying what I didn't apply previously. Didn't tell loved ones you love them enough. Didn't spend enough time talking to them. Didn't spend enough time having those communications. Didn't do this, didn't do that. I made sure that I found my peace in making sure that I found my peace with my father. So that when he made that transition, it wasn't nearly as difficult because it was something that I had came to peace about. It was something that I had prepared myself for. It was something that I had that I had that I had came to peace with. What do you have to do to, to defend your peace? Because if it costs you more, if it costs you too much to defend your peace, then are you just going to go ahead and buy whatever that is? If it costs you too much to defend your peace, what, what are you, what's it costing you to defend yours? I think a lot of times we try to isolate um, stressful situations. We try to eliminate um, stressful people, people that we don't necessarily vibe with, people that we don't necessarily click with, situations that we don't necessarily click with. But what I learned is that when we do this, we're simply avoiding. We're not necessarily getting better. We're not necessarily developing or growing from this situation. We're simply avoiding the situation. So when it comes back later, when it comes back later after we didn't spend so much time saying no negativity, no negativity, no, no, no bad vibes, no bad vibes. When you encounter a bad vibe, because God will put a bad vibe in your, in your life in order to improve you. When you encounter a bad vibe after you didn't spend so much time avoiding a bad vibe, you don't know what to do in the face of the bad vibe because you didn't know what to do before. You simply avoided it. And since you avoided it so long, it's like that rubber band that been pulled back and that was snapped. Now it hit harder than it hit before because you've been spending so much time running from it. And now it hits you and it's like, oh, I thought I had escaped this. Now, this is too expensive. I don't want to deal with this. But however, dealing with it is what's going to make you appreciate your peace even more. Encountering these people is what's going to sharpen you even more than you knew. It's a reason why we encounter these things and it's not necessarily for us to always run from these situations. 
it's not always for us not to invest in these situations because God's investing us on a day-to-day basis and he's putting things in our paths to for us to invest in as well. He's putting tests in our path for us to take while we're always being tempted to run away from the test. One always tests, one always tempts, and we are always tempted to run away from the test. Nah, I ain't gonna deal with that. Well, that doesn't mean that the test ain't gonna come back around. You can look at school as an example. Like, let's say we can use, in Ohio, we had the proficiency test. And I think they even got something even stupider now. But if they had a test where we had to take that test in order to graduate, and I say, no, I ain't going to take the test today. Do you think that I was going to graduate without not taking the test later? No, okay, you couldn't make it to the test today. Cool, perfect, understand, things happen, you were sick. You're going to take the test today. Oh, cool, perfect, things happen, you weren't able to take the test today, you'll take it next week. You'll take it next month. However, you're going to take that test before you get out this building. And that's what God's saying. It's like, cool, I get it. Things happen. I see you. I know you. I've known you longer than you've known you. But you're going to take this test. While you got another entity that's sitting here telling you, you don't need to take that test. We we ain't the test-taking type of folks. Test ain't for us. It just ain't for us. We ain't never been no test takers. I don't know why they keep giving us a test. We ain't taking it. And you say, nah, right, we ain't taking it. Come on, come on, let's go and get out of here. And I'm like, cool, sweet. I get it. I understand. I see who influenced you. I see what's with you. But you're going to take this test. <laughs> you're going to take this test. And it's okay if you fail the test. It's cool. You get back up, you take it again. You learn from the failures. You learn more from a failure than you learn from a success. And yes, we've heard this before. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason because, and that's one of the reasons why it was given to you. You know what I mean? One of the things that I mentioned is previously, trainers will train with you. Their first few training sessions aren't the rigorous training that they want to give you. Their initial training sessions are to see where you are weak and where you are strong at. And it's not so they can come in and get you in as a client and target the areas that you already strong at. Well, not a good trainer anyway. Okay, I see you weak in legs. Your legs is weak. You got some decent upper body strength, but your legs is trash. I'm about to work on them legs. Gotta do the same thing. Cool. You got a good talent on you. I know the talent. I'm the one who put it in you. But I see you weak in some leadership areas. Let me see if you can follow. Because the best leaders got to know how to follow first. Like, it's, it's, it's prerequisites to this and it's levels to it. And all these things come back to that piece. All these things are prerequisites for that piece. Because as you're walking through that journey, God needs you to have that peace in order for you to get to where you're going. Because if you don't, then you're going to be overridden with fear and you ain't going to get to your purpose. If you don't, then you're going to have too much aggression. And when you get to that doorkeeper that's that's in front of the door that you need to go through, you're not going to know how to respond other than with aggression because you never got that peace that God was trying to show you how to get. 
you're not going to be able to run that run that passion lane that you were supposed to run because there's too many thoughts that are running through your mind due to that anxiety because you never got that peace from that situation that you allowed the enemy to tell you that's too expensive. We're not going through that. We're not going to touch that. So, hence, you never really got the upgrade on your peace that you were supposed to get anyway. So, things we got to consider. So the homework assignment challenge, the homework assignment today. What's the price of peace? What have you spent on peace thus far? And how does your peace need to be maintained and upkept? What's the upkeep like on your peace? Different people have different, different, different expenses that they need on their piece. Everybody don't got a Porsche level of a, a piece that's required for the life that they live in. Everybody, every, everybody's not bestowed with the same issues, the same problems, the same blessings, the same curses. But therefore, your piece is different and it requires different upkeep. What's yours? Till the next time, I'm gonna keep working on mine, y'all. Hope it's been fruitful for you. Till the next time, I'm your host for the day and your host always, Sir Evan. Stay blessed till the next time. Salute. I'm gone. Also, be sure to subscribe for the morning motivation. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you like what you're seeing. I don't ever want you to subscribe before you even listen to the show because why would you subscribe? You don't even know if you like it. So go ahead and subscribe if you enjoyed the show and text 31996 motivate me to be added to the morning motivation messages. Once again, text motivate me to 31996. I'm gone. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, More Than Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.